Hi Angels. If you've ever wondered what makes you special, what makes you the unique, magical being that you are, we've created something for you. The Soul Guide is a map of your being. It's a magical blueprint that illuminates why your soul chose to be here, now, at the birth and the dawn of the Aquarian Age. Each soul guide is roughly 70 to 80 pages in length, and it's individually created based on your unique astrology and design. This guide can't be replicated because your birth chart won't be recreated for thousands and thousands of years. Each guide is as rare and as magical as you. To order yours, go to www.thecosmiclaundry.com and use code COSMICPODCAST for 20% off today. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Cosmic Laundry Podcast, a place where we explore modern spirituality in all of its forms. I'm your host, Giselle Plamondon, and I'm here to guide you on your journey into learning more about your soul's path. I am a social worker, astrologer, and human design guide, and I love to share new ideas, new information, and deeper wisdom with you all, especially as I'm on this path and learning everything with you by your side. So join me every Friday as I open space and explore topics and ideas that will support you in understanding yourself and the world better. Hi guys. Okay, let's get into it. I have a lot that I want to talk about today. I don't want this episode to drag on and on and on. So I really just want to get right into it. So we have some really big astrology happening right now. I'm sure if you're on TikTok, you've seen everyone talking about it, maybe even on Instagram. Um, And the thing that's really interesting to me is that the energies of, you know, okay, so here's the thing. Sometimes with transits, trying to understand collectively what we're experiencing is challenging because the messages are incongruent, right? So one part of the cosmic weather might be encouraging us in career or in building abundance. And then another part of the cosmic weather is encouraging us to slow down and to receive and to nourish ourselves, right? And so when that is happening cosmically, when we have these incongruent things happening, which is basically all of the time, right? There's a lot shifting and happening um, astrologically all of the time, but it makes it a little bit harder to piece together what everyone is going to experience because the experiences we're having are so different from individual to individual. And it's really based on what parts of your birth chart are being illuminated, what parts of your chart are being connected with. And so having overall collective messages, um, it's not impossible, obviously, but it's challenging. This summer, though, we have a lot of astrology that is pointing us in the same direction. There's a lot of relationship work that we're all doing right now and, you know, for the next couple of months. So I want to talk about that. You guys are going to see me talking about 
love and dating and relationships and sex a lot over the next couple of months, maybe even the rest of the year. Like, I don't know. We've got, we've got some pretty deep, big work to do. So um, who knows? Maybe this is the collective theme for the entirety of the last half of 2023. I don't know, but we'll see. So here are the, the two major things that I'm focusing on right now in terms of what is happening in, in the, the weather, in the cosmos. First off, Venus retrograde. Venus stations retrograde on uh, September, no, sorry, um, July 23rd. And it stations direct, I believe, where do I have my notes? September 3rd. So July 23rd to September 3rd, it's the 22nd to the 2nd for some of you, depending on where you are in the world. And honestly, the dates of these things aren't super, super important because energy doesn't just stop and start. It's not like we're all going to wake up on July 23rd and just feel different. I mean, some of us might, but for the most part, it's just energy is shifting and changing. So we're we're kind of like under the influence of this shift already because we're so close to it. As I'm recording this, it is July 19th. So we're only four days away. Um, and so retrogrades are, as you guys know, I love them. I'm a big, big, big fan of retrogrades. I think that they call us in and call us home to our intuition, to our inner nature, to our inner selves. They're really a period of realignment, right? And I, I really see them or per- perceive them as something deeply, deeply feminine, even the Venus retrograde, you know? And okay, let's back up a minute. When Venus is stationed direct, okay, she is really about love and beauty and connection. So that energy is encouraging us to go out and to bring beauty into the world, to bring love into the world, to create balance and harmony, right? One of Venus's sons was Cupid, right? The little baby with with the arrow. Um, And I really think that that image of you know, one of Venus's children being this like bringer of love in that really concrete way um, is so significant for understanding what Venus does. Venus is, you know, she's a deep energy. She really, really wants us to create ties with other people. She really creates this like bond between two people. And you could, you know, you could go with the Cupid example with the arrows. I really like to think of it as like, Okay, what am I seeing here? So I like to think of it as like when two people get into that frequency of connection or love or compatibility or maybe even friendship turning into something deeper, there's like this little golden thread that is wrapped around them. Okay, this is how I visualize it. And this is also what I visualize when I see like couples with rings, you know, when they're um, engaged or married or whatever, or even if it's a promise ring, I really see that being a symbol of that golden thread. And I think the thing that is really interesting about this golden thread kind of perspective is that you can have that golden thread with many different people, right? And so throughout your life, you'll have multiple, you know, maybe not everybody, but 
most of us will have at least one or two or maybe even three big loves. Um, And so you can have that with a few different people. And this is because Venus really binds us to others. Okay. Um, And especially right now, I mean, Venus is opposing Saturn, which is the binding or restricting or commitment planet. So we're all kind of collectively thinking about commitment, the commitments we want to make in the future and the commitments we've made in the past. But even Venus on her own, she creates that soul tie, that soul connection, that soul bond. This is my understanding of her. I also think that this is where we get our sense of values and self-worth from, not just from you know, what we literally value, but also who we have allowed ourselves to be bound to in that way. Um, And how those relationships have kind of gone, like that has a really big impact on our self-worth and our ability to get into that feminine Venusian energy, which is what Venus represents, right? So most of the time, Venus is kind of doing her thing, right? She's kind of making sure or facilitating these connections between people. And when that connection is being facilitated, that's where we get some of the rose-colored glasses or that whole, you know, love is blind, like that whole thing, you know, (laughs) when you break up with someone and six months later, seven months later, you look back and you're like, oh my God, I was like under a spell. I cannot believe what I did for that person or how intensely obsessed I was with that person, right? That is Venusian energy. That is that golden thread or those ties that bind. And during Venus retrograde, I like to think of retrogrades as these planets or these gods or these energies going on holiday. It's like Venus is saying, peace, I'm out. Y'all have to figure out your relationships without me here. I'm not facilitating anything. I'm not mediating anything. And I'm also going to remove that golden thread. So that tie that I have bound you both to is going to be removed. It's going to be released. And you're going to be able to see each other and yourselves and the relationship more clearly. And this is why we have so many breakups during Venus retrograde because those rose-colored glasses come off. We really finally start to see, are we compatible? Can we do this? Is this what we're meant to be doing? We're not having, um, you know, Venus isn't there kind of casting spells on the connection anymore. And I think that this is purposeful, right? I think that the you know, Venus energy, you know, when you're falling in love with someone and you have that honeymoon effect, like that is so necessary for long-term bonding. And without that, I think it would be very hard to commit to someone, especially if you're in, you know, in the idea of wanting to commit to someone for life. It's really, really hard to do that if you never have the honeymoon phase. But the honeymoon phase or the love period, you know, that that really romantic period at the beginning that can't last forever. It just can't. Um, And I don't want to say that it it doesn't, I guess, okay, what I'm saying is that there have to be breaks, right? You can regain it and it can come back. And I really, really do believe that Venus in her highest good wants us to experience, you know, that level of love, like the honeymoon effect as much as possible throughout our lives. And uh, she wants us to stay in love. But in order to make sure that we're in love with or committed to the right people, to the right person, to the right thing, um, to the one that we are meant to be with, 
right? Because also we need to understand that relationship is a path to spirit. In my opinion, relationship is a path to God. So choosing your your partner wisely is really, really important, especially if you see yourself as a spiritual person or you see yourself as someone who wants to leave a legacy or you see yourself as someone who wants to um, do right by future generations. Like if you feel like you are here to have impact, it, it's kind of ironic because I think it's the last thing that really legacy-driven people focus on or ambitious people focus on, but um, the relationships that you have are really significant and who you choose to have as your partner is a really big deal. And so I think when Venus, you know, steps away, you know, she goes on vacation or she does her thing, what she's really calling us to do is to look at at the person in front of us from a purely, I'm going to talk about the other um ways that Venus retrograde impacts us, specifically this one. But for those of you in relationship, what Venus does when she steps away is she has you look at at your connection um, without any kind of help or support or rose-colored lenses. It's really a time where that um, that golden thread is removed so you can make a conscious choice, right? Because up until this point, especially if you and your partner haven't experienced a Venus retrograde together yet, um, you know, a lot of, of the commitment or connection or relationship might have been unconscious, right? It might have been a function of falling in love. But when Venus comes in and, and kind of takes that thread away before she, you know, pieces out and does her thing, we get to rise in love if we choose this person. And I think that Sometimes the the message or the learning or the wisdom during Venus retrograde is to stay. Um, and sometimes it's to go. And the really hard thing about that is that nobody can really know which one it is. Like you're really the only person that knows what you need to do. And that can be really challenging. So that's kind of the the major theme of Venus retrograde in general from a relationship standpoint is this person in front of me, could I truly see myself building a life with them? Are we aligned in values? And that's the most important thing. So when we're looking at, there's so many different facets to love and relationship in astrology. You know, we work with Venus, we work with Mars, we work with um, Chiron, that's funny that that came out because I, I wouldn't normally say Chiron, but Chiron popped into my head. And yes, of course, we work with Chiron. Um, we work with Saturn and we work with Juno. But for the purposes of Venus, Venus really wants to make sure that we are around people, not just in a romantic sense, but that we're around people who share our values, who want the same things out of life, who, you know, it sounds kind of silly, but like who want to spend their time in the way that we like to spend our time, who want to spend their money in the way we like to spend our money. Like Venus really wants us to be around like-minded people because when we're around people who see the world in a similar way, maybe not the same way, or at the very least have similar values to us, we get to feel that sense of belonging. And from a Venusian perspective, that sense of belonging and love is what makes the world better. So of course, as a entity or being, that's what she's trying to facilitate. She's trying to guide us into relationships and friendships and even like work 
situations where we get to have our light and our beauty reflected back to us. And we get to be around people who see us, who get us, who understand us, who want the best for us, who hold us in high regard, right? So for some of us, this Venus retrograde is really going to shake up relationships in the sense of you might look at the person in front of you and decide that you are not going in the same direction, right? And that's okay. And then some of you might look at the person in front of you and decide that you want to go in the right direction, but there's certain things that need to be done in order to make that happen, right? And again, that's kind of what is going to be coming up over this retrograde period. From a a deeper, I don't want to say deeper, but from a really deeply collective standpoint, we're all doing a lot of heart work right now. So Venus is retrograde in the sign of Leo. And the sign that a planet stations retrograde in is really significant because it adds a deeper nuance and understanding to what we are experiencing, to what we're learning as a collective and and um, what we're meant to learn. And so with Venus and Leo, this is an energy of really deep love. Like, you know, if you want to feel really, really deeply, truly, passionately in love, um, Venus and Leo energy is, is that energy. This is the energy of like heart to heart. Like we are connected. We are one. I like am devoted to you and you are devoted to me. It's Venus and Leo energy is the type of love that movies are made after. It's the type of love that we celebrate and revere in, you know, books and poetry and music. Like it's really powerful. And my prediction of this, you know, this part of the Venus retrograde is that we're all going to be shown what is holding us back from that. And I think for a lot of people, that's a fear, right? With Venus and Leo, there's also a fear of being abandoned. There's a fear of not being good enough. There's a fear of being betrayed. And the challenging part there is that those fears often hold us back and, and keep us from going after what we really want. I also think that when it comes to that type of really deep, powerful, passionate love, the, the type of love that just opens you right up, I think that a lot of people don't even allow themselves to experience that. I think out of fear of losing it, right, that fear of getting it and then having to deal with the grief of losing it. But I also think that a lot of people don't feel worthy of it. And that's another really big piece when it comes to Venus is our sense of worthiness and our willingness to trust that we are worthy and that we are good enough and that we do deserve good things. So I think from a collective standpoint, we're all going to be looking at how those wounds, those wounds of not being good enough or or not feeling worthy, how those hold us back in our relationships um, and how we can kind of reconnect to ourselves in order to create deeper more meaningful relationships in our lives, as well as I I really hope, this is like, I think just the lover girl in me. Um, I really, really, really hope that there's a resurgence of understanding the art of romance and the art of 
beauty and seduction and kind of bringing some of those things back into the the collective psyche because right now it feels like everybody is playing a game when it comes to love. Even when you look at online, you know, dating coaches and all of these people that are trying to facilitate love and connection. And you know what? I, I actually would group myself into that because there are some certain, I wouldn't say rules, but certain um, guidelines that I do encourage my clients to uphold. Um, But the truth is in a healthy world, in a world where people knew how to protect and take care of their hearts and, and where people felt safe enough to express themselves and where we could be vulnerable with each other, you know, and where we could be courageous, right? Leo is the sign of courage for a reason. We wouldn't really need these games. We wouldn't really need these rules or these um, really stark standards or, or boundaries in the sense of, of how they're being taught now. Of course, we'll always have standards and boundaries, but we live in a, a collective or in a society that is so afraid of getting hurt that we're kind of just, you know, hurting each other over and over and over and over and over again. And so I'm kind of hoping that this Venus retrograde really brings about like the resurgence of the lover girl or the lover boy. I really hope that it reminds us that so much of the magic of love comes from not knowing. Like it's one thing to have this really deep security with a partner, which I think we all deserve and and there's something so 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 beautiful about that but the truth is that like with love you don't ever there's never security and you never know for sure that something is going to last long term especially if you're being realistic about the fact that people change um and things happen and life happens right and so really truly deeply loving requires the courage to be okay with also losing. And I think that that is what is missing right now. A lot of people are trying to control love. A lot of people are trying to control the dating game. There's all of these things in in the collective around like whoever cares the least wins and, you know, don't marry someone who doesn't love you more than you love them, right? And if we're all living by these values or living by these codes, I think A, it keeps us all really disconnected from each other and and all, like almost fearful or distrustful of the people that we're trying to love and, the, and that we're trying to let love us. Um, but it also just means that any relationship there ends up being a winner and a loser. And I think that when you really truly step into deep, powerful, profound love, there is no winner and there is no loser. You're just a team and you're doing the best for the team and you're trying to operate as a team, right? And I think that that's a a really big message of of this specific retrograde too because Leo is such a devoted energy and I think we're going to start to see, you know, who around us is, is truly devoted to us and who around us really sees us and gets us and understands us at a deeper level than just you know, the superficial. And and so I really hope that there's or think that there will be um, a lot of heart activation and heart expansion. And the challenging part of that is that before the expansion comes, there's usually a contraction, right? Before something can grow and boom, 
and get bigger, there has to be that like growing pain, right? There's that contraction, there's that like pulling in, there's that conserving of energy. And the way that this is going to show up is I think that a lot of us are going to have our, you know, inner child stuff come up all of the times in childhood or even your teen years or early 20s when you were rejected or abandoned or where you had just wounds surrounding love and connection or even art and creativity. That's something with Leo energy. Um, Leo is about what we express from the heart. And that's not just affection and romance and love. That's also our art. It's our ability to literally express ourselves. And so any like wounds surrounding relationships or creativity or love or doubting our own specialness or doubting our gifts or doubting all of that is going to come up really, really big time. And so I think that the next couple of months are going to be some of the most tender months that we've had in a really long time. Like even if we look at the energy of 2020 or 2021, like those were really tough years astrologically, but they weren't so heart focused, right? They weren't so internal. (laughs) They weren't so tender. And I think that that is going to be the thing that is maybe the most shocking about the next month. And I'm not saying this to scare you. It's not going to be this really abrupt, jarring thing. But what I'm hoping is kind of going to happen for us is that there's going to be this heart opening. And in order for that heart opening to happen, you have to be willing to process whatever comes up. So there might be some pain or some grief or even like for those of you that have really shut down on your joy and your creativity and your laughter. You know, if you look at your life and you're like, I just don't laugh like I used to. Like that all, everything that's holding you back from fully expressing yourself in whatever way is going to bubble up to the surface so it can be processed and dealt with and so that you can finally start to express yourself fully fully, 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 completely. Um, so that's really big, right? That's, (laughs) we're, we're in for a really big ride and I've already been noticing it with clients, like lots of, lots of things coming up around worthiness and, you know, ex-relationships. That's another thing. Venus retrograde does tend to bring exes back into your life. Um, as well as, you know, new current partners that are, I don't want to say karmic because I think that there's a lot of bad connotations with that, but um, partners who are here to teach you something. So if you start dating someone during Venus retrograde, take a really hard look at them because there is this saying um, of if you don't integrate your shadow, you'll end up dating it, Right. If you don't do your inner work, you'll end up with someone who forces you to do that work, right? There'll be like a literal manifestation of all the things that you don't want in your life. So the best thing you can do for yourself is to make sure that you're integrating your shadow as much as you can. And if you're not sure what that means, like, uh, let me think of an example. I have, okay, here's, I'll give you an example from my own life. Um, I have a pretty big fear of being seen as a bitch. Like it's something that I've definitely done a lot of work around and um, I'm in a much better place with it now than I was when I was younger. But I've never really – 
I've never, ever, ever really wanted someone to think that I'm a bitch. So I leaned really hard into passive, people-pleasing, super nice behavior um, through most of my life. And just recently, I've been learning how to stand up for myself, how to say no, how to own my boundaries, how to be more firm, you know, all of these different things. But up until doing that, I tended to attract people who had a really strong, firm no, who had this very protective energy. And part of that was great for me in the sense of like, I had a protector. So because I had a protector, I didn't have to learn how to protect myself. But the problem with that is that anytime we outsource anything within ourselves, our ability to protect ourselves, our ability to love ourselves, you know, anytime we do that, it creates like a codependency in the relationship, right? So even if you look at this thing and you're like, oh, I love that my partner has this thing or they do this thing or they have this quality that I don't have, the longer you create, I guess like the longer that or the bigger that gap is between you and that behavior, the more dependent you become on them for providing that for you. And as much as relationships are interdependent and we are meant to rely on one another and need one another. We're not meant to be islands, totally independent, living separately together. Um, It's also really, really important that even if our partner has this certain strength, that we develop the ability to hold our own in that arena so that we don't have to grip onto them so tightly so that they can be their own separate human being, right? In my example, it's good for me to learn how to protect myself and set my own boundaries and say no because it's not fair to expect whoever I'm dating to do that for me, right? Like I'm a child. And so that's what what the shadow is, is really looking at these things that you try not to embody within yourself and therefore you get those needs met through the people that you date, especially the people that you commit to and date long term. Um, those people are showing you something in yourself that's not integrated. And so there's a lot of work being done around that too over the next, you know, the next 40 days, but also with the, the nodes shifting into the Aries Libra axis, which just happened this week. That's the other really big astrological event that is speaking to relationships. Um, this is the theme of the next year and a half relationship. How do I be in right relationship with myself? and with other people? And how do I love myself so deeply, so fully, that I can choose what is best for me, that I'm willing to walk away from what's not good for me, that I'm willing to set boundaries that need to be set, but I'm also not closed, guarded, or shut down. I'm in a state of receiving and sharing love. That is the theme. That's the message. That is the path that we are on over the rest of the summer. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about it a lot. Um, I'm hoping to have the podcast a lot more regularly. We are uh, finally settling in and, and getting rooted back in Saskatoon. So we'll have a lot more space for you guys um, in terms of creating content like this, but yeah, stay tuned. Uh, Do your work book a therapy appointment, start journaling. And if you need a place to start with all of the work that I talked about today, I recommend um, The Artist's Way, the book, The Artist's Way. I will link it in the show notes. Okay, everyone. I hope you have a great week. We will chat soon and good luck. 
Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of our community. If you want to help us to grow, you can share this episode on your Instagram, share it with your friends. If you do that and you tag us so I can see it, I would love it. I'd just be so, I get so happy every time I hear about how the podcast is impacting you. Really, that's the only thing that keeps me going and keeps me creating with the podcast because it is so much work sometimes but I just love hearing from you and if there's any guests that you want me to have on the podcast any topics you want me to cover just reach out to me send me a dm and we will add it into the content list hope you guys have a great week bye everyone